0: I
1: couldn't make that decision. I couldn't I didn't want to be the one to be like, alright, we've put all this time and energy and emotion and and all of this stuff into it and I'm just gonna quit on it and be done. Like I couldn't so. do that.
0: Hey there and welcome back to Better Stories. We are so excited to be coming back to you guys finally, finally, finally. Listen, some of you just don't even know we're coming back. You just think this is starting, and you're not too far off. Two years ago, uh, I kicked off a project that we called Better Stories. And did a series of interviews by podcast, we did several live events, and we had so much fun putting those things together. And then, like always happens, life tended to get in the way, and it slowed down, and I couldn't keep up, and just lost the excitement in it. But, here I am, sitting in my house in the middle of week three, four, twelve, I don't know what week it is, of the social distancing, quarantine, pandemic, all those words that none of us use that now we use every day. And I have the space and I have the time and I have the, the excitement to bring back Better Stories. Now, if you're new with us, you may or may not know what Better Stories is all about. Better Stories was created as a rebellion, a revolution against boredom. And what better place to work on that, to fight, to resist that boredom, that apathy, that complacency, than right now in the middle of a season where so many of us feel trapped in our houses, like we're not supposed to leave, uh, maybe just stuck, wishing things would get back to normal, trying to figure all that out. Um, This is the perfect time. This is the perfect season to bring this back to life, this better stories thing. So here we are. And I have such great news for you. We are kicking off second season. So it's kind of like Netflix. There's no schedule. Um, we did a season two years ago. Now we're bringing a new season two years later. Hopefully, you're that excited. Um, and, and and we are we are that excited to have this back and up and running. If you can't tell, um, I am changing things up a little bit. So this season, I am going to have my lovely and beautiful wife Carrie co-hosting with me. Uh, Some of the episodes we're going to be doing together, just telling our stories, um, sharing a little bit about what we're learning in life along the way, how we're trying to be courageous enough to not just settle into life, but actually choosing to live life intentionally. So Carrie's going to be with me on that. Some of these uh, we'll be interviewing some other folks, um, bringing those to life, and uh, just changing it up, having a lot of fun. So I hope that you will continue to join us. I hope that you will subscribe on whatever platform Uh, You access your podcast, whether it's our website, which is better-stories.com, whether it's through Spotify or Stitcher or Apple, uh, iTunes, iStore, I can't remember. I don't use that all that often anymore. But so, so grateful and so excited to have you subscribe. Jump back in. Today's episode is kicking back off, and I, I want you to hear, as we start kind of this new season of Better Stories, I want you to hear an update from Carrie and I about the things that we've been walking through the past year, year and a half, and the way that it's shaping us, the way that it's forming us. Um, many of you maybe have heard us talk about this in other settings, but this is, and 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 we're so excited to share it here, this is the Better Bowers story that we've been living so, enjoy today's episode. I'm uh, going to be putting out several of these probably about every two to three weeks for the next several weeks. And I hope you enjoy it. Uh, today's episode the better Bowers story. All righty. Welcome. Welcome. I've been listening to Dax Shepard on The Armchair Expert, and he always says, Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> And that's the most awkward part of any podcast is (laughs) how, how do you start? So, um, but here's the thing we are doing another episode of better stories, uh, incredibly efficient and incredibly, um, this is the second season kicking off and it only took us like three, four years to get this going. So that's how efficient we are. It took a global pandemic to bring back the second season of Better Stories. So uh, welcome, everybody. Thrilled to be back at this. I've been wanting to do this for a while and just have not really had the time. And I've been home so much this week, kind of locked in an office, trying to catch up on things and figure out how to do uh, ministry and church online through live streaming and just literally you know, kind of buried in that stuff. And, and I walked out of my office yesterday and said, I have nothing left to catch up on. So I am completely caught up. And because of that, uh, decided to bring back better stories. So I may be reaching out to some folks to do some interviews and things like that. But, uh, for now I, here's the other side of this and and I'll introduce my guest today with this, my very special, very lovely guest, uh, my wife and, um, we have been, at, like many of you that are parents, locked in a house with kids. Uh, we have four kids. Since the last time we talked, we used to have three. Now we have four. We're going to tell that story today. Um, but we've been locked in a house with those kids, and we needed a date. And because we're on self social distancing, Quarantine. self-quarantine. I, is that a thing, though? Because. Are we quarantined or do you only get quarantined when you get sick? We're not making light of this, but this is a question that I've had and not, it's one of those like it's kind of like a political question. I'm afraid to ask this question without being <laughs> offensive. But <laughs> this is our show, so we can ask this question.
1: We're quarantining ourselves from the rest of the world. So yes, in a sense. Like In a sense what? Yes. We're not interacting with anybody outside of our family, like our immediate family.
0: That's true. So
1: we're quarantined from, like, But is that just social distancing and, or is that quarantining? No, I think it's quarantine. I feel like
0: quarantining, quarantining is a lot more serious than social We're social distancing very effectively, I think.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, if you're going to go in the, like, Riverwalk to take a walk, like, people today, I was running. Hey, and, we
0: have a global audience, so the <laughs> Riverwalk is a, a walking trail in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah, sorry.
1: Oh. <laughs> so I was at the Riverwalk at Wesleyan, which is a college in town, and, like, literally a lady cut across the grass so she didn't have to
0: I know come that's
1: close to us people which is look very scared strange of you. and
0: we so because we have four daughters now uh, we look like a mob traveling yeah, wherever kinda we go we're kind of scary and people literally look afraid of us every once in a while I'm tempted to mess with them, and then I'm like, that's just not no, funny yet not later funny. on down the road. Anyway, so we're we're off to, here we off a are, a and we uh, we needed some time, just us, just my wife and I, and so I said, let's, <laughs> let's do an episode of Better Stories. So without further ado, way too far into the introduction, <laughs> this um, introduction. Um, welcome, 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 my wife, <laughs> Carrie Bowers, the extraordinary Carrie Bowers. Uh, the beautiful Carrie Bowers, the amazing Carrie Bowers. We, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and, and you just got to tell us all about yourself. I, know, right now. I said
1: my name and I don't know how else to do it. So I'm Carrie Bowers and um, currently I am a stay-at-home mom again. <laughs> I spent 10 years doing that with the girls and it honestly was like the best time of my life. Um, but I went back to teaching six years ago. I'm currently in pre-K and kind of sort of I guess teaching it from an online perspective as much as you can with four-year-olds and um, so this was my first year of pre-k and it's been fun and cut sadly short Um, I also on the side uh, do some photography Um, it's been very slow this year and I've kind of scaled back just with the girls at the age that they're at but um, have shot uh, a lot of weddings and some family sessions and different things like that, and, um, mostly my heart really is, uh, doing some humanitarian documentary, uh, photography. We spent some time in Ethiopia, and I don't know if that's something we'll talk about a lot today, but, um, doing a lot of that, just capturing the stories there, and in the very, I don't, I want to say near future, because that's a really nice thought, but, um, I started, uh, um, photography. I don't know how to describe it. But, should we uh, hold
0: on this? Cause this is the, this is uh, the, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't tell everything. Okay. Everything. I should
1: you said introduce myself. I know,
0: but you're telling everything. I am. Uh, okay. So I'll just
1: stop. So I do photography and teach and mom.
0: Okay. We're going to pretend like we're things. on a date today because <laughs> okay. this is our date time. I know. Whether anybody listens, we don't care. This is our date time. So we're pretending like this is a first date and you just, you just shared way I too would,
1: much. I, yeah. Well, it's always I happens know. when... <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: I know you've got lots of words, <laughs> a lot of words, and not a
1: lot of people to talk to for
0: all the listeners. You would not believe how many words come out of my house
1: <laughs> with like, all the women. There
0: are unbelievable amounts of words, so um, yeah. And and so Carrie is a, a pre K teacher, she taught kindergarten for a while. When she says she stayed home, she's staying at home during this pandemic, but but still, uh, a pre K teacher, excited mm-hmm. to get back to that, and a, uh, in all seriousness, an incredible photographer. Uh, on, on the side, um, but but probably one of the biggest passions she has. So uh, I want to jump right into today, and we're going to kind of tell this story together. I want you and I, you especially, to share how did we move mm. from three kids mm-hmm. to four kids, and we kind of did this in reverse. So for those who don't know, the last time you heard from me on Better Stories, I had three daughters. Um, right now, those daughters are 14, 12, and 10, almost 15, almost 13, and 10 years old. And then, now when you're hearing from me two years later in our second season, apologies for that, uh, we have a Mm 22-year-old daughter, an almost 15-year-old, an almost 13-year-old, and a Mm 10-year-old. So, Carrie, how in the world
1: right, does that happen?
0: <laughs> did we get there and was that really a better story? What's what's the deal? What's right. behind the scenes?
1: Well I don't how much do we do we go back all the way to share, the plan? Share like your the original story. plan? Like yeah. the plan that we had.
0: The plan that we had.
1: Yeah. So the plan that we had honestly started about three years ago, I think. Um well, actually, it kind of goes back even further than that because when Justin and I dated, like, way back and were, like, serious about dating and you talk about, like, all your dreams and hopes for the future, we had talked about, um, oh, you know, we're, we want to have two kids and adopt one someday. Like, that was kind of, like, the conversation. And then after having two children really liked being pregnant so we were like well we shouldn't just end there like let's have another baby <laughs> that's
0: that's the understatement <laughs> right
1: you
0: really I really liked being pregnant I know
1: that is that's a different story so tr- no no the
0: true story <laughs> is she cried
1: every,
0: every time. time we left the hospital like when when most people are excited to get home with their new child she was sad she had to leave her doctor.
1: Yeah, I, I just she, loved, I loved every bit of it, but she we, don't would, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. We don't need don't care. Probably,
0: probably, no, this is, this is the better story <laughs> behind this story. You're always looking for that. Okay. She probably had I not been around might have been tempted to marry the doctor. No,
1: no, he was he was much older. Like you you make it like he was like a super young like attractive man. But you loved man. being but
0: pregnant. I did that love much. being
1: pregnant that much. Mm-hmm. I did love all of that, all of it. So anyway, back. Um so anyway, we had three oh my gosh. We had three kids and then life kind of got crazy and we moved around a whole lot and so Like the idea of adoption kind of just went on the back burner and neither one of us really ever talked about it again. Like it was just never a conversation. And I don't I don't really know like how it came up again because it wasn't like we were like super young and like, hey, this would be a really cool idea. And our kids are still little like our kids were older and somehow this conversation came up and i think you were at a wedding uh, and and there was a family there the, the family had adopted several kids and <clears throat>
0: do you, do you want so, me to share that part of this i mean
1: i don't think it's super relevant i mean it's super okay, you got i mean it. I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't think it's super relevant i but, told you she has lots of words <laughs> but anyway it kind of like sparked something in him and um and then for whatever reason i started talking about it and so it was kind of like this like Hmm, that's kind of weird that, like, you're having these thoughts and I'm having this, these thoughts, and we hadn't talked about it together, and now we're talking about it together. I wonder what this looks like moving forward. And so, um, we had done a little bit of research and um, actually had gone to Ethiopia that year. And I think it was my first time going to Ethiopia. And um, of course, like, coming out of that experience, you're really raw and there's a lot of emotion coming out of a trip like that because it's not easy and on the end of our trip we were staying at a guest house and there were two ladies there from another part of the country and they were ending their time in Ethiopia.
0: Another part of the U.S. Yeah they were
1: from the U.S. Sorry if I didn't they were from the U.S. and and had spent some time in Ethiopia and come to find out that they had both adopted um, girls from Ethiopia and they had talked about their organization and it was just kind of like this moment of like oh my gosh we've been put in this situation with these people and is this kind of like a, a God moment or is this just me being raw from the experience that I had with children and and so what's kind of like what's going on here and so um, I didn't feel like that was the time to really make a decision of like do we move forward with this or not because you're kind of raw from that but definitely something that we needed to pray about And so we did and um, got in contact with that organization, which was All God's Children, and they were phenomenal. Um, And actually, at the time, Ethiopia had um, closed their um, doors, I guess, to international adoption because there was a lot of, I guess, shady stuff that was going on. And uh, and that was our original intent was to adopt from Ethiopia because we had a connection there. Um, but they also had a program that they had just started to pilot from Burundi. And so we were like, well, it's still Africa. Like, we still have a um, connection with that, you know, continent. I mean, I guess as, as in, in just a lot of special things that we've done going on trips there and, um, and, and reading and researching the uh, terrible things that had happened in that country, we just felt like, man, that's something that maybe we could – do is to adopt from there and so that was the plan like moving forward that was the plan and we had
0: it was about a year and a half two-year process process. that we had entered into and you know for those of you who don't know kind of international adoption is this incredibly bureaucratic Mm -hmm. process you can you can factor in your own state government your own uh, federal government and then an international government from for us, it was multiple countries because we would have been working with Burundi, but also Kenya, and the the process is long and incredibly tedious. Mm-hmm. And so we were about two years in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the only part I would add is that at the very beginning of this, kind of the the, the behind the scenes was, and I know I sound like a crazy Christian person here, um, but it but it was very clear to me and felt very clear to me that that spiritually speaking, God was saying. I want you guys to adopt. I had gone to this wedding and seen these these kids, and this this just doesn't happen in my life very often. And I, I felt like that. And my response was whole, you know, very spiritually. I said, "Okay, but you got to tell Carrie, and I'm not going to do it." And as she said, literally, she began talking about it um, before I really ever brought it up. Mm-hmm. And and so as we discerned that, we were kind of going. We have no idea what this means. Maybe it is international adoption. Maybe it is just keeping our home open. Um, we're around a lot of college students, young adults, so maybe it's just that piece mm-hmm. of opening our home to someone who is in a place where they need a family, they need a place to belong. And and, and so we wrestled with that. And as we went on, we really zeroed in and landed on this focus of, of an international mm-hmm. adoption through Burundi. Mm-hmm.
1: And and definitely like getting the kids on board because what I think our, our oldest, kids. yeah, our oldest was. 11 maybe when we started this and um we were going towards closer and closer to 40 and so it wasn't like this wasn't I mean we were, there were feeling some, old we were feeling very old For and those who I,
0: are post 40 we know we get it you don't think we're old but we felt but we
1: old. were feeling old and you know up until this point um the girls are very close in age and that was and Intentional, like on our part, that's what we had wanted, and and we were lucky that that worked out in the way that we wanted to. Are
0: sort of intentional because you loved being pregnant. I did, I did. Did we mention
1: that? No, I, we don't think we <laughs> said that. But you know, the oldest two are twenty one months apart, and um, our middle daughter and our youngest daughter are just a little over two and a half years apart, and so they're very close in age, and we had wanted that, and so we weren't sure how that was going to change the dynamic to bring in a a small child and we were looking at the ages of zero to four um, mainly because uh, just we live in a very rural area and there's not a whole lot of help with um, like English as a second language and and that sort of thing and so my thought just I guess the teacher in me was kind of like you know if they're young and they're little then they're like little sponges and hopefully this will help the kind process of, start from of them the ground up. So, yeah so fast
0: forward a little bit and we are almost two years into this process mm-hmm. and now what
1: so oh my goodness now what um so in may of 2018 i think sometime in the summer um we had had a, a girl that had been coming to our church for quite some time and and um, she and Justin had had a, I think they, she had asked to meet you for coffee or something. We were she was,
0: a, yeah, we were in a Bible study. She was a college student.
1: Uh-huh, a college student, sorry. Um, and uh, she, they had met for coffee, and she was just kind of, uh, just to kind of keep it without coming out of a tough she was coming out home a tough, situation. Yeah, a tough home situation, and um, was really wrestling with um, going back, knowing that she her year was ending at Wesleyan. Um, I don't really want to go back home and and go into a lot of the craziness that is happening. I'm not sure what to do. And Justin, (laughs) haha, without really asking, which was fine, but without asking was like, well, you could live with us. <laughs> I
0: said, you should stay with us for the summer. I'm sure my wife will be okay with it. Yes. I think, I think is what it I was said. something
1: along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> and then he came home and was like, um, so I, I did this thing. I hope you're okay with it. And it was totally fine because it was something that we had actually talked about, you know, like if reality, there's somebody.
0: It felt like some clarity on what we had been talking right. about. This is someone who needs a home. We've positioned. We've prayed our prayed about this. We've said God, whatever it is, we'll open it up. And this felt like right. Absolutely, very
1: clear. absolutely. And so, so I didn't get in trouble. No, you didn't get in trouble. You did fine. Um. So she stayed with us that summer. She actually went on the trip uh, for the second year that we went to Ethiopia. She went on that with us, and and really just became you know part of our family. With like not intentionally or unintentionally, she just fit really well within our family, and so. Um, spent her breaks, sometimes going back and forth between her home and and staying with us. And um, we just developed a really good relationship with her. And the girls really just bonded with her as as kind of like a sister. And then last summer, 2019, um, well, actually, I think it was probably like a year ago, around this time last year, she was just wrestling through some... um, not financial, but just like insurance issues. Like I'm still attached with my parents. Finding
0: and I, her own independence. Yeah, that's finding her own to, adulthood and independence. Right,
1: and trying to figure that out. And so, you know, Justin and I have been talking, just kind of back and forth with each other about, you know, if, if you know, would she would, want us to make anything official with her? Like, how do you that, do that? If how it's a 21 year that? old,
0: is there a? Do you even do that? Can right. Can you make someone officially a part of your family? As a 21-year-old.
1: Right, and so it was kind of just kind of back and forth talking, but nothing really Yeah, serious. it was a, it was it a very
0: convoluted conversation to sit down with her and say, um, we know you're wrestling through your own adulthood and independence, and if this makes it easier, we would be willing to say formally, officially, we'll make you part of our family. Right. Um, and,
1: and then she kind of was like, oh, you know, I appreciate that. People have said that to me before that's great. I, you know, no big deal. Like it was, it wasn't anything where she was like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. Yes. Like she was just kind of like, I really appreciate God, And I love you guys, but I'm good.
0: And we're still filtering Burundi adoption. Yes. And we're
1: time. still going through Burundi <laughs> and we're still, you know, headed in that direction and waiting, thinking that waiting, that's waiting. where it's going and we keep waiting. And, um, so she came back to live with us this past summer, 2019 and was actually on her way to do a study abroad semester summer study i don't know in um, brazil and i think leading up to that she had kind of been just wrestling with the idea of having a home and having a family and and not really having that for several years and and just asking god like what is it that he wants for her and and her health and her healing through what she's been through and And so she came to us this summer and was like, "Um, were you guys serious about that offer to adopt? And we were kind of like, yeah, we were, like, absolutely. And she said, you know, I think I want that. I think I want that in my life. And so that was like two days before she left for Brazil, and we were super excited about that. And And the
0: only implication for us was we said – that means we're going to have a 22-year-old, and then we're also pursuing this international adoption of a maybe toddler. Maybe four-year-old,
1: maybe zero. And
0: we believe in better stories. <laughs> we believe in doing this intentionally. So this is crazy, and we thought God meant one or the other. Right. But uh, obviously, it's weird and chaotic, and here we go. Right. And that's, so, that's kind
1: of what we landed yeah, on. Yeah, so it was like, holy cow, what's, what is this all about? And so at any rate, she went off to Brazil and... Um, we kind of got through the the summer and um, talked to an attorney here in town and um, got started with the paperwork. It's way easier to go through the adoption process with someone who's 21 (laughs) than it is. They
0: basically say, we want them. (laughs) The the 21-year-old says, we want these people as my parents. Yeah,
1: it was so, so much easier. It makes me sad that it's not that easy with every other child. Um, So, We got to my birthday, which was October 1st, And it was a big birthday. birthday? How old did you turn? I turned. Everybody
0: listen, this is really important.
1: I turned 40. And the funny thing was the joke I had always had after having all of the girls was, Oh my gosh, Justin, you watch, I'm gonna turn 40, and I'm gonna be one of those women that end up being pregnant, you know. Like
0: And how did you spend your 40th birthday? And I spent my
1: 40th birthday this year in court (laughs) 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 adopting a A 22 a 22 year old child. And then it kind of dawned on me that maybe I wasn't going to be an old mom like I thought I was by adopting a little one, but actually I'm going to be a super young grandma because at 22, <laughs> she could get married really soon and have kids. And I was not not really prepared for that either. But it was just kind of a funny joke. But it was awesome because, um, you know, just being able to spend my birthday and it's just a celebration. I'll like sidetrack for a second and say that my birthday the last couple years has been kind of difficult because I lost my grandma the day after my birthday a few years ago. And, and so this was kind of just a redemption. I felt like, and for me personally, like being able to bring somebody into our house that um, needed a family and, and has been part of our family and would have been part of our family regardless of making it, you know, permanent or official or whatever the thing is. Like just having that ability to have her like really feel like no this is a real thing like these are these are this is my family and and we can say she's our family too so and
0: and so in the midst of that as as we're walking through this process um the weekend before all this is formalized Mm -hmm. you and I are driving to a soccer game for one of our daughters oh yeah two and a half three hours away yeah and we are on our way back
1: Uh um
0: all three of our younger kids now are asleep in the back Uh and we are wrestling with we're adopting this college student and we're still pursuing this adoption from Burundi that's taken forever and it's almost like confession time between yeah. the two of us <laughs> kind of like hey I've been really struggling with this and as I'm saying that I see on your face hey you've been really struggling with this too what are we going to do if this takes two more years and now we're 44 and we have uh, a, a child an adult child but also a high school child who's headed to college and another couple kids headed to high school and then a toddler like what does how crazy are we right, right now is what it felt like
1: it felt yeah it I just had this like moment of kind of like panic and we we, we yeah moment. I know I felt that way and then you did too which was super relieving because I feel like you're usually like my grounder crazy, loves crazy yeah well no but you usually keep me grounded and you're like okay like take a breath. Let's step back. Like this is all going to be good. And that's what, honestly, that's what I was expecting from you. Like when I finally confessed, like, I just don't know if I can do this. Like, I just don't know. And and we've already gotten this far and are we letting people down? Are we letting ourselves down? Like yeah, I was so really there's... expecting you to be like, take a breath. Like it's going to be fine. Like you, you were going to be and keeping we, me calm. We
0: weren't. We and were both didn't. just struggling and struggling. <laughs> and, and I think where we landed to uh-huh. be fair was we, and again, if you're not someone who would identify as a follower of Jesus, this may sound crazy and it may very well be. Right.
1: It could still be crazy. But
0: I wanna say this. For us we landed the way we form our life was to say we have to hear from Jesus in this. We have to know because we can't make this decision. I couldn't
1: make that decision. I couldn't I didn't want to be the one to be like, all right, we've put all this time and energy and emotion and and all of this stuff into it. And I'm just going to quit on it and be done. Like, I couldn't so, do that.
0: So here's where we landed, right? We <clears> go to the adoption. Was <clears throat> it a Tuesday was your birthday?
1: I think it was a Tuesday. The Tuesday. Mm-hmm.
0: We've been praying for this all weekend, mm-hmm. wrestling through it, excited to adopt uh, our oldest Oh, now, yeah,
1: absolutely. So
0: And didn't change anything. We right. Just we're struggling. And the next day, I think, or maybe the day before, mm-hmm. I was working at a coffee shop in the mountains of... Rural West Virginia, kind of just praying through this, thinking about this. And I get a call from our Burundi agency, and the lady who is our caseworker is fumbling over herself apologetically, saying, I am so sorry. We messed this up. We are so celebrating your adoption of this older girl, but this terminates your international adoption. And Because
1: previously, they said it was going to be fine. Yeah,
0: we had checked with them beforehand, and they said, totally fine. We love that. Move forward. And I get a call either the day before or the day after, the, day after. the formal mm-hmm. adoption of, of our oldest. And it literally shuts the door on international adoption. Mm-hmm. So this is where I want to focus for the rest of our time. Right. Talk about the fallout. Talk about the, the, the emotions of, you know, we had lo- looked for an answer. We finally had an mm-hmm. answer. We were struggling. We found something there. But also disappointment, heartbreak, mm-hmm. um, peace, how do you navigate this with our biological kids, mm-hmm. with our older, you know, child now who is feeling like she ended something we were mm-hmm. There's just layers Lots and layers. Of
1: layers. Um, oh, you want me to say? Yeah, <laughs> oh, what, start wherever. I don't know. Um, in In some strange capacity, it was sort of a relief, and by saying that, I feel incredibly guilty even to this day. By saying like I'm relieved. And I think the relief came because, like, I truly didn't have to make that decision. Like, I, I was out of my control, which is what I wanted. Like, I didn't want to say yes, let's continue with this, and feel scared and and not knowing, and then say or say no, let's not do it, and feel like I was the person that ended all of this. And I can, I'm sure that Justin felt the same way. Like, you didn't want to be the one to say no, we're done. And so, in some ways, it was a relief to be like. Okay, like there's nothing we can do and we're not going to start this process over again and wait another two, three, four years for, you know, this to work out. And so there was that coupled with the, I guess the fear of, Screwing my other kids up, you know. Like I mean, that's <laughs> just gonna be honest with it. Like you know, like I was so afraid because they had, they were, they were all in with yeah. this process, and they were so excited about this process, and they were praying for their sibling in Burundi, and and writing letters to her, and all of this stuff. And so now having to go forward and say this isn't happening, and see their heartbreak. And on the other hand, saying this isn't happening to somebody who we just adopted and her feeling like, oh my gosh, I've screwed this up for you guys. Like you've been working on this for three years and I come in and I've messed this up. Like that was my tension of, I don't, I don't know what to do. And that to me, the guilt that I felt in that was probably, that's probably where I struggled the most. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think that's,
0: I think that's fair. And I think we had to navigate those waters. Mm -hmm. Um, What did, what did you learn? What did we learn from your perspective coming out of this Uh, about the nature of faith following, Mm -hmm. you know, following what we were convinced was the path to go? How did, what do you think our kids learned out of this? Um,
1: Well, the song that kept floating through my head during that whole time was the That song, You Give and Take Away, You Give and Take Away, My Heart Will Choose to Say, Lord Blessed Be Your Name. And so, like, on one hand, we were given this gift of a 22-year-old daughter, um, and that was, like, an amazing, unexpected gift. Somebody that, honestly, we just thought, okay, we have a home, we've got room, like, come and stay with us, and it turned out to be more. And on the other hand, like, losing something that we we had spent so many years on. And so I think, like... I think what we learned was, um, well, number one, it's just because you make a plan doesn't mean it's going to turn out the way that you that you think. Yeah. And number two, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Like that that can be good. And I think just the faith, like the trust and the faith that we had to have to walk that process of going into Burundi. Like there was a lot of money to be raised in that process. Mm. How do you do that when you don't have a whole lot of money to give on your own and and to have people come around you and support you in that and um, I don't know there's just a lot of like just seeing God moments in those in those small things and just telling our kids too like I mean they they took it hard because they were like but we've spent all this time and we thought this was going to happen and and to say to them like you know this this could have been something that happened even if i would have said hey i'm pregnant right. you know like we could have gone through the entire 9 months and gone to the hospital thinking this is the day we're bringing our child home and something could have gone wrong so nothing in life is a guarantee yeah and 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 just letting them realize like we did what we thought we we trusted and and we we took the steps needed to to see you know what we were what we were supposed to do, and we tried to be faithful to that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work out in the way that we think, you know. And my hope for my for the girls is that maybe this process for them they didn't get a sibling internationally, um, but they ended up getting a sibling. And, and that maybe that will plant a seed in their heart so that when they grow up and become adults, that they'll see life outside of themselves, like that they'll have homes that they're willing to open up to people who need a place, or maybe they will go and try to pursue adoption on some level, domestically, internationally, whatever that is, foster care, like maybe, maybe this journey for them will be something like, you know what, this is something that my parents did and it's something that means a lot to me and and that in some capacity, they'll be willing to just look outside themselves and, and try to help others, like see other people and see their needs. I don't know. I feel like I did a, yeah, a whole yeah. lot of rambling for... No,
0: and I, and I think for those of you who know Carrie, um, and if you don't, you, you may be even hearing this, her heart is being poured out here. Her love and passion to make people feel welcome. That That is her gift. That is her um, kind of the beauty that she creates in the world is to welcome people who may not feel welcome. And, and I think that that is seen from the minute you walk in our house. It, it, it is almost even to the expense of yourself at times. <laughs> you, you that, is, that is how you carry life into the world. Um, yeah, and, and I, I love what you're saying and I echo what you're saying. I, I, when I filtered this experience... I kind of filtered it, filtered it through what you and I experienced, through what our oldest, who was just adopted
1: mm-hmm. as
0: an adult, experienced, and then through what our biological girls experienced, and and there was this this crazy circular, all these emotions being felt at once. For you and I, I think there was for sure disappointment, mm-hmm. um, but there was an incredible sense of peace where mm-hmm. I almost found myself. People were apologizing to us. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened. I'm so sorry that happened. And yeah, I was disappointed. We were disappointed. But I think we were also kind of like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is very clearly an answer to what we were seeking. Mm-hmm. Then you have the experience of um, our, our 22-year-old who was just formally adopted and and her having to even walk through this going, did I shatter this dream right. for this family? Did I mess this family up? And yet, even in that space, I think what we talked with her a lot about was this is this doesn't change anything. Right. We would still have done this. Right. Even if we had known this would have ended, we would have still done this. You belong. You are part of our family. And, and the reality was she had to still live into that and accept that. Mm-hmm. And then, and maybe this is the most important thing for our younger kids, our biological kids, um, <laughs> So when we do these better stories episodes, I always feel like I'm sharing the stories that are like really good on the other side. Like, here's the good stuff. Here's, here's the Epic stuff that people are doing. They launched a business or they traveled the world or whatever. This was a story that was better, but it was a mess. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a reality that our kids saw us following or trying to follow Jesus the best we could. And there were some things that got shut down and there were some things that came about in new ways that we never imagined. Um, and you know what? For, for parents listening, that's what your kids need to see. Mm-hmm. They need to see the messiness of faith. They, they need to see the messiness, if you're not a person of faith, of taking risks, putting courage into the world, and going, I'm going to try this, and it may fail miserably. Mm-hmm. I don't think what we experienced was a failure, but it, but it can be perceived that mm-hmm. way. There was oh, disappointment. Yeah. And for our kids to see that, and see us still clinging on going, we're, we're going forward. This was right. This was the thing. And, and we continue to live into that. For me, that was the most valuable thing I think that I've ever been able to show my kids mm-hmm. is, is here's what we did. Here's who we are. And this is the way we're going to continue mm-hmm. to stay open, put ourselves out there and, and see how this goes. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, oh, yeah. that's kind of where I would land on that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Other thoughts? You're looking at me like, don't give me any more space. <laughs> i like, I don't know what
1: else
0: to say. <laughs> so no, I, I, I love that you share that. I, I will say, um, I think that's the heart of of Better Stories. Mm-hmm. We we set this up to say we, we want this to be kind of this revolution against boredom, against apathy, against complacency. I cannot tell you how tired i get of people just saying well i'm just getting by or i'm exhausted and i just i my compassion doesn't exist in that (laughs) moment because i think it's for us to live the better that's that's who we are and so my wife was courageous enough with me to to walk in that and so i'm grateful now at the end of every episode this is what we do we Um, fire off five hot seat questions oh, and you have to just respond. tell me about them. I know. And I forgot <laughs> and I'm going to make them up as we go. So, <laughs> all right, here's the deal. I'm going to give these to you. you. So five random questions that you have to answer. Just first things you go with it and we're going to, we're going to see what happens. Okay? okay. I've got number one. I'm going to, I'm going to get it out and then I'm going to think of number two. All right. Number one, um, you became plant-based oh, gosh, in yeah. your diet plan, uh-huh. not diet, but nutrition plan. Yeah. How long ago?
1: October 27 that, that doesn't
0: count as a question that's October so you're good so like five almost six okay. months ago uh-huh. um, the two part this is a one question but two parts so uh-huh. what was the hardest thing about that and what has been the best food that you found
1: Jeez. Okay. So the hardest thing about that was probably just the habit of like when you're walking by a piece of pizza, just to pick off a piece of pepperoni and shove it in your mouth.
0: Oh, pepperoni pizza. So
1: good. And I miss pepperoni rolls.
0: You miss pepperoni, especially. And if you don't know what a pepperoni roll is, it's because you don't live in West Virginia. If you email us, um, we'll send you a pepperoni roll. Maybe. A
1: Justin.
0: recipe. <laughs> no, I'll send them <laughs> a preparing really when the it? pandemic's over. Oh
1: yeah, I was gonna say let's yeah, just send recipes. When the pandemic's right now. over let not keep it <laughs> not right
0: now, but um, Justin at newcommunity you can email and we will we will send now if you if your address is West Virginia you ain't getting one because yeah, you know, be you, if you know, you know, yeah. but if you can make up an anonymous name and address, that's, that's even cooler. So well done. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, so the okay. hardest thing was passing up uh-huh, pepperoni, pepperoni pizza, rolls. pepperoni rolls. Mm-hmm. What was the best food that you found along the way?
1: Hmm. Um, well, I love tacos. Like I love tacos. Like to the point that I really believe Jesus is going to greet me at the gates of heaven with tacos when I get there. And so um Stone Tower Brews in our town has quinoa tacos Vegetar- which are vegan. Vegan, for- I do the vegan, She's cause vegan. I, yeah. Um they're the best. And so that's probably my favorite cuz I was like, "Oh no, I'm going to give up chicken tacos and pork and all this stuff." Like, but their their quinoa tacos are really good. And then I made some sweet potato tacos. Not too long ago, after we first did this, it was like my first trial run of trying to do this, and they are pretty good. So I still so those say are tacos. Your two favorite things. Tacos. Yeah, I still say tacos. Just tacos in general. Just tacos in general, but okay. the vegan tacos are really good. All right,
0: question number two okay. on the hot seat. Um, best destination because you're a travel lover, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Seven on the enneagram. Uh-huh. If we can go anywhere, you're gonna go, but you're gonna be thinking about where you're going next while you're there. Yeah. Right, oh, yeah, so best best destination you've ever been to that if you could say to people you got to go here, they've got to go, and oh. you only get to pick one. I know this is like boxing in a seven; this you can really only weird. pick one. Okay, we'll, we'll do a whole enneagram episode too because everybody's doing that. Today.
1: Right, because it's the cool thing to do. Um, well, we just and maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind, but we had the like amazing opportunity to go to Ireland in November, and um, that. Okay, but you got to pick
0: pinpoint. One Penpoint? place in Ireland, favorite place. Geezy
1: Pete, you're making this really <laughs> Watch hard. Watch your language. I know. Um, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, oh, Time's I, ticking. I know. Um, well, I, I guess just because, like, the cliffs of, I'm going to butcher the name. The
0: cliffs of Moher. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was, I mean, that was amazing.
0: Moher. I was really I afraid I was going to
1: get blown over the edge of the cliffs and land in the water, okay. but. So that was the best I guess place. I I, yeah, I don't know. There's a castle and okay. pubs. Yep. I mean, Good. like, how do you break the it one
0: down? pub in the little town that we ended up in where they were singing country roads? Oh my god! I don't remember the name of the town. I don't remember either.
1: But... but that was a cool town too. And yeah. They're, yeah, they're singing country All right. roads. Well
0: done. So question three. Okay. Um, if you could only, I'm trying to think. I've got. I've got I should, <laughs> should have, been have planned the, this. I got we sucked into the Ireland conversation. <laughs> All right. One tip for a would-be photographer. Just one tip that you think they're just starting out, they've got their phone, or they're like, i Uh got a new camera, give me one good tip. What is it?
1: Okay, they go together, so it's like two and one. It's like a combo deal. Um, Either find open shade, like if you're shooting in the middle of the day and it's super sunny, find a shady spot so that you don't have any shade. And if the sun is out, the sun needs to be behind you, not in your face. She's really passionate about Shining in your eyes, so you're squinting. The sun needs to be behind you. It's counterintuitive, I know, but it will be a, for a much better photo.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, number four, mm-hmm. best survival tip for pre-K teacher. How, because how, this is like, <laughs> this is my defini- if I If I were to really try to describe somebody what hell looks like, it's walking in your classroom. The first time no. I walked in there, The four year old that I had never met, still don't know her name, kicked me in the shins. She didn't say hi, she wasn't kind, she wasn't sweet. She was a little troll. She
1: wasn't. She
0: was a (laughs) troll that popped out from under the bridge and kicked me in the shin. And she probably had a snotty nose because they all they look all like do. they have a snotty. Yeah. So survival tip, one survival tip for people with pre-K folks.
1: Uh Well, I think the same survival tip as it is to be a mom, and this is something that you don't get, is that you just have to tune it out. Like the noise and like all of the cra- – like you just have – you get to a point you just have to tune it out and like focus in on like one thing. Does that make sense? Like you always are like, how do you t- – like how are you not hearing this? And yeah, I like, go I'm insane. Just- you just tune it out. Like it just becomes okay. white noise in the background and you just like go Got with it. it.
0: Got it. All I right. All right. And final question, Jeez. final hot seat question. Okay. Um, folks may or may not know. If they know you, they know. But if, <laughs> okay. if they don't know you, they oh, will dear. not know. You are a bit of a, um, uh, you're, you're a little bit of a fan of New Kids on the okay. Block. <laughs> <laughs> little bit. Just a tiny, just, just, just a, a tiny bit. Just a bit. This question doesn't count. How many times have you been to see him? This, this doesn't count. This isn't my real question. Mm,
1: just off the top of my head, I think eight times. Eight I times. Think.
0: And how much? <laughs> this doesn't count either. How much money have you spent on going to see? You don't have to answer that question. <laughs> That's more for my personal say, okay, right? therapy. Okay, so here's the real question. Uh-huh. Best new kids on the block song. Oh my gosh. No, no, not moment. Mm-hmm. Song of all time. <sighs> And you will be judged harshly if you pick wrong. Oh, I
1: know.
0: Technically, I don't think there are any, but... I
1: should. I should. <laughs> That's okay. So they're actually doing like a March One Madness song. on One Twitter song. right now. But I'm not on Twitter, but I kind of wanted to be on it just because they're like narrowing it down to like the game winning song of March. So who um, you got? Ah, oh, there's so many songs. No, no, one. Honestly, I really like their most, like their most, they they released an album called 10, like, I don't know, probably in 2009 <laughs> or 10, I don't know, a long time ago. That's
0: really creative.
1: And it's a really good, uh, it was because it was their 10th it's album. It's
0: a really good album.
1: It was It was the best one. As compared, not like the 80s to, as compared stuff, to you know, the like, not so good ones? No, 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 I'm just saying it was like good. It was like, it was really good. Um. So on that song, I think it was on the album, there's a song called... Block party, you know that song. I
0: don't. Can you sing it?
1: No, I won't sing it. I (laughs) won't sing on microphone. You're so terrible to me. I I don't think that song. Actually, I take it back because I don't think it's on that album. I don't think it's on the album. I, so you haven't maybe. answered the question. So I would say that's probably one of my favorites. The a fun song one. block party. Yeah.
0: The song block party.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's like, it really just depends on the moment because they sometimes have some slow songs like on the album that I really like.
0: So you're not going to answer my question. Is I can't that what you're answer saying?
1: it. There's too many. Like I've been to too many concerts that I'm like, oh my gosh, this song I, is great. I and agree.
0: You've been to too, too many, many concerts. I really
1: want to go on the cruise. So if there's anybody out there who has connections to... to sponsor to, Carrie no, for No, not sponsor. Like just if you have connections to like, you know, Get me on that boat. I mean, like the whole two people that are going to be listening to it, which will be like your I, mom and maybe my sister. I would
0: suggest don't go right now.
1: No, not with the pandemic. And they like, canceled their cruise this this time yeah, around. I'd so. say probably not again. Maybe idea. in 2021 mm. if somebody wants to send me on the cruise. Okay. Yeah, then we'll I work can on that. Meet my we could favorites. get
0: sponsors. New Kids on the Block, if you're listening. Yeah, I know, right?
1: Wouldn't that be incredible? You it's could Joey McEntire, sponsor if you're listening. this podcast
0: and we'll come host or do live interviews.
1: Well, they won't on invite the boat, you because you're not a ship. fan. They're just going to take no, me and then I'll, my sister can be the co host. That's fine. That's fine. We'll I'll be happy that. with that. Yeah. So, that'll make you happy. There
0: you have it. Oh, last question. Go <laughs> last tip. Well, we're going to go six. Last tip or last question. Best tip for someone with kids ranging from 22 all the way down to 10 years old mom looks at you a mom looks at you and says what have you learned what would you say
1: um oh I have no idea what I've learned um that time goes by really fast and so even in those moments of oh my gosh I can't do this like it will pass, and it'll pass really quickly.
0: And by I can't do this, she means I want to throw my kids <laughs> off the hill that we live on.
1: Right. Like, they, I mean, everybody has those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is too hard. Like, they're crying too long. So like, make it count. Just make it count. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it'll pass, and it'll be gone in a blink of an eye. And
0: that's a perfect transition as we wrap up. Over the next uh, days and weeks, as we're kind of sitting at home, Um We're going to be doing several episodes, hopefully, just talking about some parenting stuff, some family stuff, some life stuff, because we are anything but experts. (laughs) We're We're not experts. We are absolutely (laughs) not experts. We are super messy and chaotic and get on each other's nerves and get on our kids' nerves and try to survive this thing. But we have a lot of fun along the way, and and we would love to talk about that, share that, um, just interact and engage along the way so i have so enjoyed this thanks carrie for being a part of the podcast i just don't i think she's just not a guest anymore she's now co-host and we don't have a choice or she doesn't have a choice she can she can stick around when we interview folks so if you want to find more read more see more you can go to better dash stories.com we're going to start getting these back up online uh, along with some other projects, some other things that are going on. We've got some cool stuff happening. My daughter Malia is making neck or uh, headbands Headband. and earrings and all kinds of stuff and starting to create, and, and we just want to be a family that brings some fun and some joy and life into the world. So thanks, Carrie, and thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you have uh, a good day or night or morning, wherever you are, and uh, keep washing. Your hands. Please. Well, well, well. Wash your hands well. Stay home. (laughs) Stay home. Social distancing, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't matter. Just don't go outside of your property.